You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 49. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the Nintendo aficionado, Roro. Roro, we are here two weeks in a row without Sean. We don't need him. Nope. <laughs> we got this. Yeah. Perfect reaction. Uh, <laughs> thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search podcast PXN and you will find us on there. Uh, Roro, before we get to the topic of the show, we have an announcement for episode 50. Uh, so I've kind of been working behind the scenes on this, and I just told you this before we started here. Yeah, to me too. Yes, and uh, <laughs> we are doing a t-shirt giveaway for episode 50 next week. Uh, and essentially how this giveaway is going to work, uh, join us on the live version of the show at 8 p.m. next Wednesday. Uh, and if you join us there, put it in, in the comments that you want a T-shirt or even if you just want to participate in the show, put that in there and uh, we will enter you in to uh, win one of the T-shirts. Uh, there's three T-shirts that are up for grabs. So, uh, yeah, uh, it, I'm excited. <laughs> i'm excited too that's awesome i can't wait to see what the designs are yeah the uh, design, design is. i i do have a uh, little sneak peek roro <gasps> funny you mentioned what? that so i will show you on the screen right there so i just put it up on the screen uh i just did our basic logo podcast pxn uh with with the text and uh and box so mm. super clean blue blue shirt so I like it. I want it on my body. Nice. All right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we have special uh, versions of the shirts for each host as well. Uh, even though Sean's not here, we're still somehow catering to him. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. So, uh, but the topic of the show this week is all of our big news from Gamescom's opening night live, as well as the DC fandom, uh, announcements that, uh, happened last week as well. But first the show always starts with the PXN news of the week. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, Roro, the first item on the PXN News of the Week is Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War has a new trailer with a reveal that they are having a $70 cross-gen version, Roro. So uh, I know we talked about a few weeks ago that uh, NBA 2K was doing a $99 version of 2K that gives you access to, to uh, both versions of the game. Uh, and then they revealed that the the next gen only version was going to cost seventy dollars. Uh, so this is kind of another different take on this whole pricing scheme for next gen because it's essentially uh, you're you're essentially paying ten extra dollars for two versions of the game, um, which is a little bit different than how two K is doing it. Um, and obviously, obviously, I think this is going to be something to watch throughout next gen in general like how many publishers are going to switch to a 70 dollar price point like is this gonna you think that railroad do you think this is gonna you know make the 70 dollar price point a little bit more normal normalized 
I do, unfortunately. I do see. Um, I know NBA did it uh, before, previously, I guess you could say, before Call of Duty. Um, I do think that, unfortunately, with this next gen, we're going to be seeing a new price for, a new regular price for games. I, I hope I'm wrong, but I do think that there will be an increase when PS5 and um, Xbox Series X comes out. I know the cost of making games is increasing, so I think that's why they have to, they are deciding, I don't know if they have to, but they're deciding to do that with uh, their different titles. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's just for these upgrades. And if it is just for these upgrades, I, I don't understand why they're doing, doing it because... I don't know. I understand that the the, uh, the optimization is there, and maybe that's what they're saying that we're paying for. But mm. I do think this is this is going to be the new norm for purchasing a game. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. agree. I think it's only a matter of time before everybody switches to the seventy dollars yeah. price point. At this point, um, yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. But uh, I I am a little I'm fascinated by the new Cold War trailer. I think it's very interesting. They're bringing back all the uh, Black Ops characters, and essentially this is a direct sequel to the first Black Ops game, which I thought it was very interesting because I liked the first Black Ops game and I liked those characters. Um, so I think I'm I'm excited for it. <laughs> Call of Duty is always something that's hit or miss for me. It's it's usually ninety percent miss. I haven't played a lot of the. The campaigns and the multiplayer never grab me. Um, I, it's the trailers always interest me though. But every time I sit down and, and try out the campaign, it never keeps me to the very end. So sure. maybe this one will. I, I will I even try it? I don't know. But the trailer definitely does interest me as well. Sweet, sweet deal. Uh, Roro, we had a few weeks ago Crisis Remastered shown off uh, in a trailer, and and I believe you made the famous comment saying, "Is that a, <laughs> is that the Switch version?" <laughs> and uh, I think we ended up like figuring out that was the Switch version because uh, the Switch version's already out. But they've now yeah. shown off a new trailer uh, for Crisis Remastered for P- uh, PC, PS4, and Xbox One coming September eighteenth. And let me just tell you, Roro, this trailer looks infinitely better than that other trailer. I mean, it's night and day. Like, my goodness, why did they lead with the Switch version of the game? I have no idea. But, I don't know either. Yeah. So I am i don't know. I might be interested in playing this at a later time, uh, but I probably won't get it at launch or anything like that because... Yeah. I mean, I already played it on Xbox 360 when they brought the original Crisis to that. So uh, there's nothing in me that makes me want to play this. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think you you haven't really played any of the Crisis games, right? I have not. No, the box art always like, wow, that's that looks cool. Maybe I should try it, but I've never never picked it up. So I I might. I'm definitely not going to get it on the Switch. But as much as I love the Switch. Yeah. I, I think I might pick it up on maybe PS4 um, or PC, maybe, but uh, more than likely PS4. But like you were saying, not anytime soon, I don't think. I don't think I'm, I'm clamoring to play this game right now. For sure. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, we have a new rumor, Roro, that the Nintendo <gasps> Switch is getting a new hardware model yeah. uh, coming early next year. <laughs> With an improved display and interactivity. So, like, I, I want to pose this question to you, Roro. What what kind of interactivity do you think we're going to get with this? Like, 
I'm just not sure what they mean by interactivity. Like I'm all for a new model and everything, but I'm just a little like, what's that going to mean? I really don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. Nintendo is, is such a weird company. And with their innovations, every time a new console comes out, there's always a, an interesting gimmick gimmick and it's always hit or miss. Sometimes it works. And sometimes it's like, why did you guys do this? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the switch is doing really well so far. I don't know how much they're going to change with a uh, switch pro is what a lot of people are calling it. Yeah. And I also don't know how much of a, uh, a improved display or graphics it's going to be. They've never been trying to compete with Xbox and PS4 when it comes to that sort of thing. And, but maybe, maybe I will play crisis on, on this version. If it's, if it's so much, uh, of a better display and it it plays the games better um but i i really don't know what they mean by interactivity <laughs> I, yeah. I i don't know it may be another way to to play extra um i know the joy cons had like very good um there was this game that came out called one two three switch and it was amazing the different things that you could feel with uh the joy cons like it felt like there were yeah. uh some balls inside of it or the there's HD tension room. when you're yeah. yeah. So I don't know if they're improving upon that kind of stuff, but every time there's a new console, it, there's that time to show off those little gimmicks and then they always get thrown to the side. So I, whatever this improved interactivity is, I, I don't know if it'll be in games after the initial launch of the console. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think Nintendo is going to do anything crazy. It's not going to be like yeah. a PS4 Pro or Xbox exactly. One X. It's It's going to be... Yeah. It'll be more akin to, I think, like the th- the new 3DS, the new Nintendo 3DS. Yeah, compared bigger to- display or something like that. Like yeah. the opposite of the the light that came up. Maybe it's it's bigger for whatever reason. Yeah, very well could be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I kind of, I put in here, like, I was thinking maybe Breath of the Wild 2 would be the perfect game to launch with this uh, brand new system, too. Like... Uh, we obviously still don't know a release date for Breath of the Wild 2, but I really think that that would be very smart for them to kind of push this new system, be like, hey, we got a new system, and also Zelda is coming yeah. day one. Yeah, so. and it looks better on on this. And yeah. yeah, that'll be a, a, a great game to, to sell uh, a new Switch with for sure. I, agree. I hope I hope so. I want to see some Breath of the Wild <laughs> yeah. real soon. Yes, I agree completely. Uh, moving on, Roro, I hate that we are doing this again oh, because, no. my God, <laughs> I thought I was done with this last week, but apparently not. I'm going to make this quick because I've already said my piece last week. I made a YouTube video last yeah. week because I was so pissed off on my personal <laughs> channel, so you can check that out if you want. Uh uh, just search XDTM3000X. It's a great name, Roro. Let me just tell you. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, Halo Infinite has gotten another uh, news story from IGN. Uh, that is who I initially saw it with, but it was reported by multiple outlets. Uh, but it is yet another uh, example of a bogus news story. So there was a news story that said it would be delayed to 2022 and drop Xbox One support. so yeah so here's my thing so like how many weeks ago was it that they delayed to 2021 a week a week and a half ago so why the hell would they delay to 2022 when they just delayed to 2021 less than two weeks ago like 
the stupidity just drives me insane. Just think about what you're reporting, people. That doesn't make sense. Uh, and just to kind of give some credence to this, uh, John Unishek, he is uh, the commu- one of the community managers at 343. He immediately came out and said, don't you know, don't take any of these rumors at face value because that's not true at all. We are still on track for 2021, et cetera, et cetera. And they put in their new blog post that they just posted yesterday. Same thing. They reiterated it across the board. And actually, they kind of pointed at these bogus news stories and, and said, over the past two weeks, we've seen the internet fabricate numerous stories and fake leaks that have made people, including me, scratch their heads. From rumors of dropping support for the Xbox One to releasing the game in 2022, there seem to be new headlines popping up every day. As we get closer to sharing more and more news, please only trust statements that are made by official Halo channels, members of our studio leaders, or members of the community team. That's a pretty clear statement that they're they're getting as frustrated as I am. And it, <laughs> it, it, at this point, it literally feels like there is some kind of like coup against Halo Infinite for whatever reason right now. And I don't understand. I literally just don't understand why. Uh, it just baffles me. <laughs> but it, It's weird. I don't know where all these... Well, I'm sure I'm sure you might know where all these weird rumors are coming from, but it's it's crazy that the big like we said last week that the IGNs are reporting on stuff like this when you could look at literally look at the headline and say, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And you could take a second and say, this is not true. Um, but yeah, I think there's more here, but it's just it's sad to see that that's again the press that they're getting right now. But yeah. I hope it's not. It doesn't make sense. I don't think it's delayed to 2022. I hope it's not delayed to 2022. (laughs) And I know they're not dropping Xbox One support. That doesn't make any sense at all either. Yeah, I agree completely. And, uh, And just as evidence to the Xbox One deal, people are saying like Xbox One's holding back the next generation version of Halo Infinite. That's not that's not how they're making Halo Infinite. They're making Halo Infinite with Xbox Series X at the forefront of their mind and then porting to Xbox One. And just like all the other PS4, PS5 games, yes. Xbox One, Xbox like Cyberpunk, like yes. There's so many other games that just throw that argument to the wind exactly and and there's evidence in the past too forza horizon 2 i don't know if you've ever seen that game on xbox 360 that game looks absolutely terrible on (laughs) xbox 360 and like you compare that side by side to the xbox one version it is night and day not even close to the same so like i always point to that when people say well it's holding it back no it's not is that's not how that works um so yeah that I just wanted to address that. And then also we did get a little bit of news as well uh, with Halo Infinite. Yesterday in that same blog post, they announced Joe Staten, who is the writer of Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST, and Halo Reach. He formerly of Bungie. He was the lead writer at Bungie. Uh, he has now taken on a leadership role at 343 to help them finish Halo Infinite. Him That's and then... Sense. 
another gentleman that uh, works on the Master Chief Collection team that he's been doing the uh, flighting stuff that has gone very well and people have positively responded to. So both of them have joined as new leadership roles. And essentially, like, Roro, I think of them as, like, the Rod Ferguson uh, type of role. So, like, Rod Ferguson, when he came in and finished up Bioshock Infinite, that type of role. So, like, it's more... them help guide the development team into finishing the game not not they're not like completely changing the story or anything like that that's not happening uh so yeah uh and then also the last thing with this with infinite certain affinity announced on their twitter page uh yesterday as well that their partnership with 343 is now continuing into halo infinite which is very good news. I think I talked about this last week as well. They they have worked on many Halo games, including Halo 2 Anniversary multiplayer in, in uh, the Master Chief Collection, uh, as well as Halo 4 Forge and and Halo 5 multiplayer maps, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So they have a lot of uh, affinity, no pun intended, with <laughs> Halo. So uh, it's another developer kind of lending their help to get this game finished as quickly as possible, which is great, great news. Um, but anyways, Roro, that is that is all I have for Halo. I that I I spent way too much time on there, but it just yeah. That needed to be addressed again, I guess. I understand. So moving on to more Xbox news, Roro, Battletoads, Tell Me Why, and Wasteland 3 are all getting reviews that coming out this week. So I am very shocked, actually, at some of these reviews because they're actually very, they're pretty good reviews so far. Uh, so Battletoads has gotten... F- Pretty pretty solid reviews. Uh, Tell me why I think's gotten middle of the road average reviews. Yeah. Wasteland three I've seen some good reviews uh, this morning, so I'm very excited about the future of Xbox. Just looking at you know this month, this month has been a great month for Microsoft with Microsoft Flight Simulator added in there. Uh, I don't know, are any of those three games that you're you're uh, interested in on I know you mainly play on PC which these are on PC as well but yeah um tell me why it has been something that's been on my radar just because I'm I'm a huge fan of uh, life is strange and and don't nod in general but um I, I read a review about it and it, it looked like it's okay it's it's eh so far um it's got some good parts. It's got some not so good parts, but I'm still excited to try it out. I have Game Pass, so all of these games, I think I can just try out if I want to. So that's that's good. Yeah. Um, Battle Toads. It looks pretty funny. I, I haven't seen a lot of gameplay, but I've seen a lot of like cutscenes yeah. thrown up on Twitter, and it seems like it's a pretty funny game. So that looks like a, a fun time as well. Yeah. Wasteland. I'm not. I don't know. Not not too familiar with. Yeah. Um, but it. If I'm. I might be thinking of a different game, but it looks it's like Destiny ish, right? It's uh, is it no it's like a co-op it's, shooter? Well, no, it's more of like yeah. a old school style RPG, like uh okay. f- like the old Fallout games, Fallout one and two. Uh it's kinda okay. like that. I'm thinking about something else. Yeah. But, okay. But yeah, it's definitely a very niche uh type of game. So I think it's gonna probably struggle to get to the mainstream. Uh, hmm. Game Pass may help with that, but uh, it, it's definitely a more niche type of experience, which ironically right now, 
Wasteland 3 is the highest of the three of them. It's at 85 uh, Metacritic score, so that's pretty solid. Obviously, this is it's still early because the game's not out till Friday. Uh, it only has six reviews in right now. So uh, IGN Spain gave it an 80. I don't know how, uh, how good IGN Spain is, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, but anyways, yeah. And Battletoads, like you were saying, uh, it's very, it looks very funny. And like some people are saying it's almost like a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, like the, yeah, like the (laughs) cutscenes and stuff very much make it feel like that. I've heard that that some of the gameplay is kind of eh, but, but like the, the whole aesthetic of it is like very interesting as far as, you know, relating it to like a Saturday morning, uh, cartoon type of experience. Cool. So, uh, moving on, Roro, the the Game Awards, uh, hosted by Jeff Keeley, he has announced uh, will still happen this year, although in a different format. So, I think a great indicator for this would be uh, the opening night live uh, presentation that he just put on for Gamescom. I feel like it'll be very, very similar to that. Um, and if you didn't catch that, essentially Jeff Keighley was in a studio, a small studio where he was just standing on a stage, uh, kind of introducing each, uh, each reveal. Uh, and then they did some cool, like visual effects with the, with the stage. So, uh, I'm down for this. I, I love Jeff Keighley's, uh, you know, motivation for the industry. I think he really cares about the industry. Sometimes, some years he's hyped up the game awards a little more than he should have for re- game reveals and such. But, uh, I think he kind of corrected that last year though, cause he had pretty low, he set pretty low expectations and then they ended up announcing Xbox series X, which is very, <laughs> that's a big deal. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited, Ro. For sure, I'm I'm super excited for that time of the year again, especially now that I'm part of the podcast. I'm so excited to talk about game of the year predictions and yes, what we're all going to be thinking around that time. So I'm excited, very excited. I'm glad that they're still doing it. Yes, I agree. Uh, this next one would have been well fit for uh, Sean, but Sean's not here, so I guess we'll have to go on without him. Uh, Borderlands 3 is getting a new DLC, Psycho Krieg and the Fantastic Fuster Cluck, which, what a great name, Uh, (laughs) coming in September. Uh, So it looks very interesting. It it obviously returns the uh, character Krieg from the previous game. I believe he was in Borderlands 2. Um, I know some people were disappointed by this DLC that was announced because they were kind of hoping for a new playable character and maybe hoping Krieg would be a playable character again. Uh, but they did not announce that. Uh, so uh, it looks, you know, interesting. It almost gave me like a Scarecrow from Batman Arkham Asylum vibe yeah. to it. Uh, almost like you're being pulled into his mind. I don't know. It, it looks mm-hmm. interesting. But I haven't played Borderlands three in such a long time. Yeah, I I'm in the same. Yeah. Boat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this is not obviously for me, but it does look interesting for sure. It's yeah. been a while. I don't know if I'll hop back in for this. Probably not. Yeah, but it, it definitely does look like for the people that are playing something exciting. Yeah, I think I think I'll go back when like all the DLC is like discounted, yeah. you know? Yes, because yeah, that'll it, yeah, Borderlands 3, Brandy Pitchford. Ugh. 
Yeah. Oh God. But uh, yeah, and the other thing that's going to be hilarious is uh, I told Sean this a lot a while ago that Randy Pitchford. I follow him on Twitter, but I hate the man, which is ironic. But uh, anyways, uh, every time he posts a, a key on his Twitter account for Golden Keys, like he he posts a, a code or whatever you enter. So I have a, a saved page on my Chrome on my phone. So every single time he posts that, I enter the code and attach it to my account. So I'm just wondering how many keys I'm going to have whenever I go back to that game. It's, it's going to be insane. So, Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, moving on, Roro. Uh, Mafia Definitive Edition uh, got some impressions this week as well as uh, it had a new trailer at the uh, Gamescom event as well. Uh, it was kind of a quick trailer. It didn't really show a ton, but uh, the impressions that have been coming out have been very, very positive on it. Uh, essentially saying that they rebuilt this entire game. Uh, it's it's really its own game at this point. It's not even like I know Sean's talked about on this podcast before where he played the original Mafia, but he wasn't a big fan of it and it wasn't he didn't like the style or anything. But this seems like a very, very big step, like a complete uh, remake of the game, like Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3 style remake. So uh it looks very very good in the mafia 3 engine roro i'm personally i'm very excited to play this because as we talked about a couple weeks ago i I tried to go back to mafia 2 which i love very much uh from my memories but it doesn't really hold up nowadays uh so i'm excited to kind of check out mafia 1 i never even played the original so yeah I'm, i'm i'm excited me too uh <laughs> sorry did you want to say something else about for, for mafia not no okay. <laughs> i haven't played i'm in the same boat i think i've said this before where yeah the remasters keep them coming because i'm in the same boat i haven't haven't played this uh yet um i'm definitely excited to to try it out um, because it does look like something i would enjoy the the story the gameplay everything looks like something that is up my alley for sure so an, an upgrade a remaster i am totally down for Sweet deal. Uh, Roro, the final news story before we get to the games we're playing. Uh, Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 4 is featuring many Marvel heroes and villains trying to team up against Galactus. My (laughs) God. I'm going to lose a lot of money to Fortnite, and I haven't even played in a long time. I'm in the same boat, but I... I wasn't playing for a long time, and it's funny because the last uh, season was a, not, I wouldn't say DC theme, but they had Aquaman in the, yeah. in, the, in the battle pass, and now they have a bunch of Marvel superheroes, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, okay, I'm popping back in, and I played a couple of rounds. I haven't bought the battle pass or anything yet. Um, I'm hoping to just accumulate enough V-Bucks to be able to do that, but um because I'm pretty close. But yeah, this this season looks like it's something that is definitely up my my alley and that I might be playing a bit more of just because Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I'm in the same boat completely. This is going to pull me back in. Uh, probably once I finish my M- Master Chief Collection uh, challenges I'm doing to unlock all the skins and stuff they added, I'll probably jump back into that <laughs> for yeah. sure. Uh, moving on to the games we were playing... Roro, 
I famously said, and I say famously, but uh, I'm making that up. It's not famous at all. But I famously said last year how much I hated Madden 20. I thought it was awful, awful experience all the way around. Madden 21 is out. It feels better. Uh, I played the EA Access trial because I have EA Access. Uh, Actually, it's called EA Play now. They changed the name of it. So, uh, But I, I played the trial, and... I, I did enjoy a little bit of it, uh, and they do have different versions of the game now or, like, different gameplay styles. So, like, there's a gameplay style that's called Arcade uh, where it's a much more uh, pass-heavy and there's a lot more big plays and stuff like that. That definitely is way up more up my alley than their simulation uh, gameplay style. There's three different versions uh, versions of gameplay: arcade, uh, simulation, and competitive. And they all have their different intricacies. But the arcade one, I definitely had a lot more fun with uh, than Madden 20. That's for sure. Uh, Roro, I also played the Marvel Avengers beta, which I believe you checked out as well. Yes. Uh, I very much enjoyed my time with Marvel Avengers beta, which I did not want to say because, you know, uh, (laughs) you know, the exclusivity deal and, and all of that. Um, but I did, there were definitely points where I felt like it did get a little bit repetitive and I don't know how that will translate when the full game comes out. Um, it does feel very samey. Um, but there were parts that I really liked in like the boss battles, for instance, I very much liked the, you know, intricacies of the boss battles and, you know, how you're using your powers to fight him. Uh, I thought that was really good. I think the characters that you fight, or the enemies that you fight that are just normal enemies, I think they're a little bit dull. I know they mix it up a little bit with, like, shields and stuff like that, but um, overall, I thought it was good. Um, I'm probably still not going to get it at launch just because of the whole deal, and maybe I'll pick it up down the line. Um, Plus, I have plenty of other stuff I still have to play. I still have to go back to Ghost of Tsushima at some, some point. I still haven't finished that. I haven't even barely touched it, nonetheless finished it. Uh, So, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, And then the last thing I played was the Master Chief Collection Insider build, uh, which this is on PC and Xbox this time because they made an important change on Halo 3 uh, that they wanted to test on both platforms. So this is including ODST, so ODST is coming to PC uh, and the insider program ends on Monday. So I would assume in the next couple of weeks that will release on PC officially. And then, uh, the only game left is halo four after that. But, uh, the important change they made on halo three, they changed the way the hit detection works with when you're shooting the guns in halo three. And this mainly affects the battle rifle because the battle rifle, was awful in Master Chief Collection before this update in Halo 3 because uh, the way the hit detection works when they switched from 30 frames per second to 60 frames per second to just simplify it a little bit, it just messed up the the, the uh, shots a little bit. So they did a, a workaround, so to speak, and it feels really good now. So, yeah, that's, lots that's of good, good stuff. Yes. So that's it. That's all I have. Um, so for me, I, I'll talk about the Avengers uh, beta first. Um, 
So where I checked it out, I checked it out on PC. And that was unfortunately my first mistake because there was a lot of bugs on PC when I was playing. And maybe it's just me, but I've, I've also seen Imran Khan. He played on PC as well. He had a lot of issues when he was playing it. And he has a way better setup than I do. So I know that it, I mean, it could be my computer. Yeah. I'm sure that has something to do with it, but sure. I know he has a really good computer and it should be yeah. no problem to handle I'm Marvel's sure Avengers. And he, if, sorry? If he has that good of a PC, I'm sure it's not your PC. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> there was definitely some graphical stuff that I, I know was me, but the bugs, yeah. maybe not because of my PC. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was... Uh, but I had I had fun with the parts that worked. There was... Uh, I enjoyed playing as... Um, Hulk a lot, Black Widow. I, I had some fun with Iron Man. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about Iron Man. <laughs> that I, was not. Uh, yeah, yeah. He didn't seem I, fun to play. Like no. even to fly around, it didn't feel fun. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I hope there's different types of combos that maybe I just didn't understand. But he was definitely my least favorite, which is so sad because he's such an awesome character. Um, but Hulk was fun. Uh, Kamala was fun. She's uh, she's a, another favorite character of mine from like the Marvel universe. But I'm so happy that she was fun to play as well. Um, so Miss Marvel. But there was a time when I was playing as Black Widow when I was fighting uh, Taskmaster, and the sky was literally changing colors. And I was like, this this hurts. <laughs> this is like seizure warning sort of uh, level of changing of colors, like black and white, the sky was just changing. I was like, this is not good. And I don't, and like you were saying, I don't think it's me, but maybe it is, but I really don't think so. No. So if I do pick up Avengers, which I will, again, maybe like you might not be day one, definitely not getting it on PC. Yeah. Um, I, did you run into any problems when you were playing it? Uh, for the most part, no, actually it ran yeah. pretty smooth. So I wonder they just might not have a good PC port. Yeah, not be the best. I, that's what Imran was saying is like, it's not a good port for the PC version. I don't know if everybody on PC has been experiencing that as well. I just know it from him and myself, but yeah, I don't know. It kind of did uh, kind of, change the taste in my mouth for the hype levels that I was having for the game. So it might not be a, a day of one sort of purchase because I, where I'm, where I, where I'm at right now, I don't even have my PS4. So most of my games are being played on PC or on the switch. So it's not going to be, I'm not going to be playing it a lot, even if I do purchase it on day one. So it might not be a day one purchase for me right now, but uh, the other game that I'm playing is Spirit Fair, which we talked a little bit about last week, and I progressed a little bit. Still, just as cozy. Still, it's it's gotten to the point where it's making me cry. So it's it's heartbreaking now. Last week it was still all fun and games, but now uh, characters are moving on to the afterlife. So oh, no. it's a really fun game, but definitely some deep uh, deep uh, topics that they're talking about too. But in a lighthearted way, so. It's not. It's never too heavy, but it, it always makes me think. But uh, I'm enjoying it. It's still uh, at heart a, a, a customization game. I'm trying to remember the actual name of it. Um, <laughs> where you're resource management sort of game. So gotcha. you're growing crops and taking care of your your passengers. And at the heart, that's what it is. But it definitely has a, a very cozy slash dark side to it. And it's it's starting to get really good. So I'm enjoying my time with that game. Nice. But yeah, that's about it right now. Cool.
I know a lot of people have been talking uh, good things about a Spirit Fair. Yeah, so it's really good. It's yeah. really good. Cool. Sweet deal. Uh, let's move on to the topic of the show, Roro. Uh, Gamescom and the uh, DC fun Fandom event. I almost said Fundom, not Fundom, <laughs> Fandom. Uh, DC Fandom event. Uh, so there was a lot of stuff shown off. Uh, so we're kind of going to go over the highlights. Uh, I, I kind of cut some stuff from the Gamescom show because there was a lot of smaller mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, which Jeff Keighley told us ahead of time that would happen, but yeah. So uh, the first thing from the DC event, Gotham Knights has been announced uh, coming from Warner Brothers Montreal, the creators of Batman Arkham Origins, uh, and it is coming 2021. It's in a different universe than Rocksteady's Arkham games, uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, you play as Batgirl, Robin, Nightwing, and Red Hood, and you can play it either solo or co-op with one other person. Uh, so that all that all sounds great in of itself. When they showed this game, I I was all in for this because this is this is the great this is like the perfect team up for a Batman game. And obviously, this is a Batman game without Batman being in it. So it's yeah. kind of a little bit weird in that sense. But I was very excited by this, and actually. I don't know. I I might have almost been a little bit more excited for this than than Rocksteady's game that they announced just because of, you know, the circumstances of how that game was announced. But uh, yeah, I think it looks super cool and I am down for more uh, exploration in a big open world. Um, And what are your thoughts on this? What what did you think of the characters and their decisions and everything? I thought it was great, and I, I I I don't know if the reason that Batman is missing is because of the Court of Owls, if that whole thing is intertwined into the story, but I, I hope so, because they're a really cool Batman story, so I hope they're involved in this somehow. But I'm so excited to try to play as Batgirl. Her DLC was one of my favorites from the Arkham Knight, I think, is where you got to play as her as one of the DLCs, so I'm excited that she's going to be like a main character that she could play the story through. So I'm excited to to play as these uh, these different uh, people in the Bat family, and I like that it's a two player co op. I don't want too many people in my world. Two is perfect. Yeah. I I didn't want four people running around can get a little hectic. So two I think is absolutely perfect to play a, a story campaign with. Yeah, I agree completely. The funny thing, Roro, when this was first announced, I thought that th- this was a direct sequel to Arkham Knight because. Arkham Knight ends with Batman blowing himself up. And I was like, wow, this is a direct sequel to that because they literally, they had the same exact thing where they said Bruce Wayne was dead and Batman was dead. And I was like, wow, this is a direct sequel. And then they posted on Twitter like a couple hours later, this is not a sequel to that. This is in its own universe. It's its own thing. I was like, ah. I completely forgot about how that game ended. But yeah, though, they could have done direct sequel if they wanted to i guess yeah uh spoiler <laughs> alert sorry people <laughs> i didn't think of that uh but yeah i i think yeah that was a little disappointing for me because i thought that would have fit perfectly the only thing i i uh, am thinking is that rocksteady want didn't want them to do that because they're we'll talk about here in a minute but su- their suicide squad game takes place in their arkhamverse so maybe they didn't want them to mess with their universe i guess um 
and I do actually have a theory about Batman in the uh, Gotham Knights game, Roro. I have a feeling that at the end of the game, they're going to have a big reveal that Batman's not actually dead, and (laughs) you take over and play as Batman at the end game and have, like, some missions at the end of the game, like end game content, essentially, where you play as Batman. That's just a theory. Yeah, a game theory. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that would be cool. Uh, That would be cool. Moving on, uh, as we were talking about, Rocksteady's Suicide Squad game was announced coming 2022, Roro. Ugh. That's <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 hurt a little bit. Yeah, that hurt. <laughs> that definitely hurt. And like I guess I'm just confused because the game came or uh, Arkham Knight came out in 2015, so like seven years. That's a long time for them to just show us a CG trailer, you know, or yeah. five years from this point, but seven years when the game comes out. That's a long time. Like, oh, man. It, yeah, I, I don't... It has been a long time. I don't know how much COVID affects this. Like, maybe they were shooting for 2021 and then they had to delay it to 2022. Yeah. But I don't know. It's It, it does suck that 2022 is... Uh, is how long we're going to have to wait two more years until until this. But the trailer I thought was so cool. I thought it was super funny. Uh, the ending with with Superman got me really excited, and the boomerang coming at the very end made me yes, <laughs> laugh out loud. So yeah, it, it looks like definitely a game that I would be into. Of course, no gameplay was shown here, like you were saying, it was just a CGI trailer. So there's still a, a lot of questions that we still want to be answered and to see how it plays, but Rocksteady, amazing track record with all the Arkham games, so we shouldn't be expecting anything less. Yeah, I agree, and I think the interesting thing is maybe the reason why this game's so far out is, so this game is set in open-world Metropolis, and essentially, obviously, we saw you're hunting Superman, but there was a lot of rumors early on that Rocksteady was making a Superman game, and... Maybe they can that and yeah. move on to this exactly that's exactly what i was thinking that maybe they started development on that and built like these pieces in the world and then started working on suicide squad instead uh because there were rumors that warner brothers didn't want them to make a superman game so yeah hmm. i don't know i i think that would have been awesome to let them handle superman because they did a great job with batman but i don't know i'm i'm excited for this He's such a hard character to nail, though. I, I, yeah. I, I'm sure if anybody could, Rock said he would, but I, I can understand Warner Brothers' hesitation. Yeah, for sure, and especially Superman sixty four. Yeah, jeez. Uh, <laughs> but uh, some of the details: Harley Quinn, King Shark, Deadshot, and Captain Boomerang are the stars of the show here. Uh, it's interesting, Roro, that you said uh, before with <laughs> Gotham Knights that you're glad it's two people because this yeah. is four-player four co-op. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you can still play solo. Um, That's true. But, but they did say that if you play solo, the other players are controlled by AI. So, okay. so um, it's four-player no matter what. Yes, exactly. Okay. So that is interesting uh i'm interested to actually see the gameplay of it obviously this was just a cg trailer um but it definitely feels like it has a lot of humor and lightheartedness it kind of reminded me a little bit of like sunset overdrive 
that kind of esque. Got the exact same vibes when I was watching the trailer. Yeah. So yeah, I'm down for this. I just want to see some gameplay. But 2022. (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Roro, we are excited for this one. Fall Guys Season 2 has been announced with a trailer, uh, and they showed off like a night theme, like mm. a medieval theme. Yeah. Looks That's in- cool. Looks interesting. <laughs> I like the different stages that they had, and like they were kind of castle uh, themed, like you're saying, night medieval sort of stuff. The costumes, obviously, dragons and and knights again. But yeah, it, it's cool. I like uh, I like this a lot. Yeah, I agree, and I think the more platforms this game comes on, the better. Like I want it to come to Xbox so badly. I, I obviously can play my PS4. I'm just too lazy to boot up my PS4 and play Ghost <laughs> of Tsushima. Uh, but uh, yeah, this game is apparently headed to mobile in China. Though they're making a, a version for mobile for China specifically. Uh, I think eventually it'll come to to everywhere on mobile. I think it's kind of like I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago that it, it it would fit well on mobile. There's only a couple buttons, so yeah. uh, and it is also the most downloaded PlayStation Plus game ever, which is insane. Yeah. I don't even. Yeah, know. It, it really. The people on, uh, not the people, the the community manager. I think his name is Oliver. I'm so sorry if that's not his name, and I don't know where I got Oliver from, but I'm, I'm, I think that's his name. <laughs> yeah. But the community manager, he's like overwhelmed with the the amount of um, traction that this game has gotten. The developers like just completely exceeded our expectations. We thought it was we, we believed in our games, but we had no idea it would catch on this much. And I think. Right now, they're hiring another community manager because it's just, it's too much and it's good to, in a good way. But yeah. it's it's so awesome that this game has done so well and captured so many uh, fans so quickly. Yeah. I don't know if he's the same one that uh, runs their social media account, but he is. Yeah. Okay. If, if I have the right person, yeah. then yeah. Oh my um, god. He he posts some freaking hilarious <laughs> things sometimes. Like and like when he was doing his whole spat with Tim the Tap Man because he couldn't get a win. That was hilarious. I loved that. His uh, name is Oliver, so I didn't I didn't mess that up. But yeah, perfect. he's the Fall Guys community manager and he's doing a great job. Yes, absolutely. Agreed. Um moving on, Roro Doom Eternal got a new trailer uh at the Gamescom event as well. Uh Ancient Gods Part 1 trailer. Uh, it, it definitely, it, as we've talked about this before, it looked like more Doom Eternal, which is a good thing. Uh, ripping some zo- some zombies, not some zombies. <laughs> ripping some some hell creatures uh, heads off and, and all kinds of stuff. It, it was exciting uh, to kind of see, see that again, and I will definitely play this when it comes out for sure. Yes. So. Still have to pick up Doom Eternal. You guys keep telling me, uh, Sean, especially when it's on sale, like you should have picked it up. It's like, yeah, yes. I should have. Um, but I love 2016, so I'm sure when I'm sure there'll be a complete edition down the line where I can get all the DLC and just play it in one fell swoop and have a great time. But the trailer looked fantastic, and it looked like a, a lot of fun. This next one, Roro, I let you down because I, I completely overlooked this. Uh, oh. Dragon Age got a, a new look uh, at the at this event as well. 
My goodness, it looks good. Like, I'm excited. I've never been a huge Dragon Age fan, but I really like Dragon Age 2. Uh, I bought Dragon Age Inquisition uh, at launch for $60 and literally didn't even boot it up. <laughs> That's one of my backlog games that I'm most ashamed of because I didn't even start it. Um, but yeah, it looks super, super good. Like uh, they showed some environment teases and stuff like that. Uh, but it does seem like it's very, still very early in development. So I kind of, yeah, cause they showed a lot of concept art. They showed some, uh, in engine stuff of some different scenes, uh, environments and stuff that looked very good. Um, but I'm guessing based on this, that it's probably not coming till 2022 at the earliest. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for it. I hope Bioware can kind of get themselves back on track with, with dragon age. And, uh, obviously they struggled a little bit with Anthem and mass effect Andromeda, but with Casey Hudson back in charge, hopefully they can kind of get back on track. Yeah. I hope so. Uh, I, I, this is one of those games, along with Mass Effect Trilogy, where every time there's an event like this, uh, I always see people on Twitter like, Dragon Age, new Dragon Age coming, yeah. or new Mass Effect Trilogy bundle. Yes. So it's great that they, they, they have been working on a Dragon Age, because I know a lot of people have been waiting for a new one. So this is great. I'm, I'm looking at the trailer now without the sound, and it does look like you might be right. It might be a little, little ways away. Yeah. But... Uh, and it's great to know that they're working on it. It's kind of funny because uh, <laughs> Jeff Keighley introduced it by saying, and here's my friend Casey Hudson to announce something. And as soon as he did that, I was like, Mass Effect Trilogy remastered. <laughs> and then he's like, Dragon <laughs> Age. I was like, ah, damn it. But yeah, when are they going to freaking release that? That's such an easy win. Yeah. Uh, uh, moving on, Roro. Uh, I'm going to kind of combine these because they're a little bit smaller announcements and I don't know a ton about them. So uh, I'm just going to combine them. Surgeon Simulator 2 uh, was announced with the trailer, which looks as quirky as the original uh, and crazy. Uh, Bridge Constructor has a Walking Dead version that they're releasing, which I played the original Bridge Constructor, and it's actually an interesting game. Like you have to you have to build bridges across like um, across ravines and figure out the best way to build the bridge so that it doesn't collapse when things go on it. It's actually super yeah. interesting. So um, it's definitely an interesting crossover there. Uh, and then also Sam and Max return apparently uh, for a new Sam and Max game. Uh, but I've never played a Sam and Max game, so yeah, it didn't do much for me. But Jeff Keighley was super excited about it. Yeah, these ones I, I'm in the same boat where I don't know too much myself. Yeah. Um, Surgeon Simulator, it always look. That's a game that I just watch. I have never played it before, but it's always funny to to watch my favorite streamers or whoever else play it. Uh, yes. But, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Crash Bandicoot Four is the next one. Roro, that game looks good. I like it; just looks good. And uh, they showed off a new like uh, system today that they have like these classic cartridges or whatever that you collect, and then you go into these like uh, you go into these like puzzle rooms essentially, where it's like a two D puzzle room that you have to figure out your way out. And the developer explained this as being like a 
super difficult room uh, to try to, you know, challenge players. So it looked very interesting yet again. Everything I've seen on this game uh, has me interested, and I'm not even a big Crash Bandicoot fan. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah, same, same here. I, I haven't played a lot of any of the Crash games, actually. Um, I've been meaning to pick up the Insane Trilogy. It's on Switch, so I that's probably where I'm going to try it out and then get the PS4. Actually, is this is 4 coming out on? No, I, I, 4 is not coming out on the Switch, right? They haven't said that. That's It's PS4 right now. Uh, I th- I'm not sure. Let me look it up. But I thought that it was coming to Switch. Okay. Maybe maybe it isn't. It's just, yeah, that I'm, I'm uh, associating with PlayStation right now just because of where I've seen it. But yeah, this this game looks super fun, challenging. The art style is is something that always blows me away. I love how they design the characters in this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I am definitely down to play this, and I've been meaning to check out the previous games because of because of this one. So it's it's definitely intrigued me. I lied. Checking out. This- Oh, you lied. I lied to you, Roro. <laughs> it's coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on October 2nd. Okay. So, I so guess. yeah, it might, it might come to Switch uh, eventually, yeah. but yeah, I guess Dang. don't have to be playing it on the PS4. Yeah. Which is fine. It's totally yeah. cool. For sure. <laughs> that would be a perfect fit for the Switch, though. It would. It would. <laughs> um, moving on, we have Teardown uh, that was shown off. I thought this looked super cool. Uh, just the tech involved. I just heard people yelling outside. I don't know what that was. Uh, What's going on? Yeah. People outside my window looking in probably at, what's this dude doing in the middle of the night? Uh, so Teardown was uh, shown off with uh, some super cool tech, I thought. Uh, they showed off like fully destructible worlds. Uh, it almost felt like, like Minecraft-esque world, but like fully destructible. Like they crashed like vehicles into walls and it just like fell apart beautifully. Like, oh, it looked very satisfying. Yeah, I, I I think it looks super fun to just crash into stuff with your flaming truck going through. A, yeah. uh, it just looks fun. It just looks lots of fun. You're saying it's satisfying. I haven't played uh, Minecraft, which is, oh my God, like maybe, well, I have. I played it a little bit, but never really got deep into it. Yeah. But uh, the satisfying part that I can relate it to is when I played No Man's Sky, you can get like a, a mining tool and just chipping away at the uh, the coal or the gold or whatever you're chipping away at, it's, it, it, it looks like it will feel just as satisfying as that. Yeah. But it's everywhere. It's not just <laughs> just that one piece of gold that you're chipping away. It's literally everything. Yeah. It does look really, really cool. I love the style, uh, the Minecraft blocky sort of graphics. Yeah. Looks fun. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. Uh, moving on, we have Little Nightmares Two that was shown off with a new trailer. Uh, this game looked it looked spooky, but it looked super good. Like my friend told me, uh, I've never played the original, but my friend told me that I really need to play the original because uh, it, it's just so good, and people are clamoring for the sequel, and it just gives me like a weird like. I don't know, dollish vibe, like creepy doll vibe. And yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I guess I need to play this. It, he actually told me the original game only takes a few hours to complete. Like you can complete it in one night. So I was like, okay. all right, I might be in for that. So, well, for me, it'll be in the middle of the day. 
not night, but yeah, yeah I, I, I <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, Star Wars Squadrons and Star Wars DLC for The Sims Four were shown off. Uh, I didn't even know The Sims Four was still getting content. Like, holy crap! This this long later, and Sims Four is still getting content. But Star Wars Squadrons, I think, looks very interesting. And actually, I think I'm most interested to like check this game out on VR. Like, VR just seems very fascinating with me uh being like in the cockpit of a you know star wars fighter like a, a x-wing or a y-wing or or you know um tie fighter etc i think that would be very interesting to experience in vr yeah i yeah that'll be awesome i i still have to as i keep saying every time we check and talk about the the vr stuff i i still need to get uh a vr sort of system but yeah star wars squadrons is something that uh i've been pretty interested in ever since they uh showed it off Uh, but yeah any like the vader thing that sean was talking about a couple weeks ago i believe uh star wars and vr it just seems like such an awesome uh dream for anybody who is a fan so and especially a pilot sort of uh game that would be so cool yes i agree completely uh and kind of, I'm going to skip this one. We'll come back to it since this is a good, you know, transition point. Uh, Medal of Honor Above and Beyond uh, was shown off. That game looks very, very cool. Like, uh, that's a VR exclusive, uh, and I thought that it looked really good. I loved the Medal of Honor games back in the day, but they kind of got weird as time went on, uh, and they no longer exist now, but... Uh, I am very, very excited for this game, and I think it's on Oculus. I, I, I'm not sure if they're going to release a Quest version or if I have to plug into my PC for it or not, but, uh, yeah, I'm down for this game. Um, it, it looks very much like your uh, Allied Assault, Medal of Honor Allied Assault, except you're experiencing it in VR, and it just, oh, it looks good. And the story, the story components look good as well. I don't know to get on this vr train yes exactly we'll have to get you to get a vr headset uh maybe the next generation playstation one you know uh moving on do what that'd be a good place to start oh yeah yes moving on uh 12 minutes which is a game 12 minutes not 12 minutes literally (laughs) but uh 12 minutes has a new trailer with a cast revealed this is crazy the names they got for this this is a little indie game that they got some big names for they got william defoe who green goblin from spider-man that's how i know him uh and daisy and daisy ridley who uh plays uh why can i not think of her name ray ray yes thank you uh ray in star wars (laughs) So, man, two very big names. There's another one as well I can't remember, but some big freaking names for their cast. Uh, and this game looks very interesting, just like how it's structured, like around the 12 minutes uh, that that you're seeing, essentially. Um, I don't know. I just think it looks yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think the uh, other person you were thinking of is uh, James McAvoy. Yes. Yeah, McAvoy, yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, I've seen this game before. Was it always 
voiced? Was there always voices in it, or was this? I think there. Like, how do we? I think their last trailer was voiced, but I think it was voiced by someone else. Sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, the cast is insane. It's so cool that they got uh, these these actors to to get involved with this project. I I love how it's just one shot, and so many different things are going on. It's going to be cool to see how the environment changes over the course of the game. Um, I love when movies do it. So when a game does it, it's going to be even cooler to have that interactivity. Uh, but yeah, this definitely looks like a game I will be into, and having the cast as well is definitely a motivating factor to pick this up. Yeah, for sure. Uh, moving on, Roro, uh, Age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition uh, has been shown off coming October 15th, um, which... I think we've discussed this before. I'm I'm not huge on Age of Empires, but uh, I really never played them back in the day. I played this game called Empire Earth on PC back in the day. Loved that game. It was very similar to Age of Empires. Um, so I'm kind of interested in this to see if uh, you know this this remaster would be something I'd be interested in. Uh, and I think it's coming on Xbox uh, Game Pass for PC. Yes, because it's a first party game. So uh, I'll probably check it out on there. So very, very interested. Yes. These, um, these games have never, never got me. The closest thing that I, I can think of that I played to something like this is like Roller Coaster Tycoon and oh, yeah. it's nothing like this. <laughs> yeah. RTS. Uh, so you, you don't, have you played any other RTS games before? Um, I, I honestly couldn't think of anything. Man. Oh, yeah. I love me some Halo Wars. Oh, but of course, anything. Hateful. I I have played XCOM. Is that would that be considered yeah. fun? Well, I love XCOM. Well, XCOM is kind of a turn base, but it's similar. Yeah. Similar, yeah. I'd say that's it's similar. Close. Yeah, maybe it's closer than uh, than Roller Coaster Tycoon to yeah. <laughs> to this. Yeah, uh, for sure. That's a game that I enjoy, but yeah, I've never been really into. Uh, so, so you like X XCOM then? I did, yeah. So, uh, have you checked out Gears Tactics? I have not because that's supposed to be the like that XCOM style turn-based uh, combat and such. But okay. I've never played any XCOM games, so I didn't know if I should even go into that because I like uh, Gears of War, but I don't know. Moving on, Roro. Uh, we're moving on to probably one of the most uh, exciting uh, trailers from this entire event. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Uh, they announced this coming in the PlayStation 5 launch window, which is exciting. Uh, I think, I, I don't know what you think, but I think quarter one, probably fe- uh, January or February 2021 is when I was thinking it would come out. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, that seems good to me. I don't see that coming like, uh, in 2020. Yeah. I do think it'll be like an early 2020, 21 game. So yeah, February, February, March is what I'm, I'm thinking. I think that would be perfect. Like horizon zero, zero dawn sort of time of year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, it looks amazing. It looks so good. It looks just as good as when they showed it off the, the first time. Yes. And it literally is. I feel like it's the perfect uh, showpiece for next gen. Like that, there hasn't been a single next gen game that has looked this good. 
Like, yeah. I mean, Sony Sony paid like what three hundred and twenty million dollars or something like that for Insomniac to to bring them into PlayStation exclusive uh, uh, studio, and I think they were worth every single penny of that <laughs> at this yeah. point. Uh, they've released Spider-Man PS4 and now they have two of their launch window slash launch games, uh, Spider-Man yeah. Miles Morales and this. So yeah, it looks really good. The rifting looks amazing. Uh, just all of the like environmental details look amazing. There's tons of like, uh, effects, like when you're shooting things and things blowing up, it oh, just looks so awesome. good. First one was was beautiful, so I, I I can't wait to see. I mean, we are seeing it. It's it, it's it's amazing how much they can improve upon something that was already looking so so beautiful. Yes, yes. Uh, moving on uh, to our final news story, Roro. Destiny Two Beyond Light has a new trailer uh, with the stasis subclasses being shown off. Uh, so. This looks like almost like uh, Iceman has showed up in <laughs> Destiny. <laughs> they were showing off these stasis abilities. I'm like, oh my god, this is insane! This is everyone's like exploding into frozen crystals. It's awesome. Uh, it does. I don't know. Is there a highlight for you? Obviously, you're gonna prefer whatever character you play as. What hunter, warlock, or titan? Uh, I yeah. I I usually play as a as warlock. Uh, a lot of what I was seeing uh, seems like it'll it might stay that way, but the the Titan looks super fun to play as well. When he he did his uh, slam, when he hit the ground, there would be like a, an after yeah. effect of uh, trail of ice like following where he punched, and that looked super fun. And the warlock was able to use their rift, and anybody who entered the rift froze. And I was like, oh, that's that's going to be super fun to use. I can't wait to see how this is going to play in multiplayer PvP. I, I should say, like Crucible. Yeah, that should be interesting. very interesting because um, we've been ha- we've had these subclasses for a, a while now. The new subclasses we had some new subclasses in Forsaken. Uh, I believe was the last time we got an update. I might be wrong on that, but I think that was the last time. Yeah. Um, so it's it's always fun to get some new powers and the. The stasis ability uh, being uh, kind of a darkness subclass has been something that Destiny players have been asking for for since the first game. Like we've been theorizing about when is that going to happen? When are we finally going to go to the dark side? So it's really cool that we're finally getting this uh, this uh, subclass to play with. There was a cool weapon as well. It seemed like a like a staff that someone was using, and they raised it up and then everybody that, that was frozen in the rift kind of exploded. So there's some really cool weapons. Obviously, the, the subclasses I was talking about look super fun. So I'm sad that it got delayed because it would have been coming out pretty soon. Um, but I'm excited to play it when it does come out. Agreed. Agreed completely. And it is in Game Pass as well from day yes. one. So that's exciting as well, uh, including all the DLC, which... I actually just thought of that. If it's on Game Pass on PC, I might check it out on PC since I've been playing on Xbox uh, One most of the time. So nice. and that, they have crossplay, so you'll be able to yes. to bring everything over. Yeah, uh, cross save. Cross save. Yeah. Cross, yeah, yeah. Soon crossplay. I think that's next on their agenda. But 
yeah, cool. Uh, anything else, Roro, that you want to talk about before we exit the show? Uh, no, that was that was it. That was great. <laughs> Sweet deal. All right. Uh, thank you to, again to everyone joining us both live on YouTube and on podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Remember, guys, join us next week live at 8 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday. Uh, we will have a T-shirt giveaway. There's three T-shirts that I have to give away. Uh, so make sure you guys check us out there and uh, and enter for a chance. Put, put your comment in our uh, YouTube live chat, and we will enter you in uh, to win a T-shirt. So... Uh, check us out then. Thank you, Roro. Uh, I am Daniel. This has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love and keep on gaming. See ya. See ya. <laughs>